0: We're doing something we did in a very long time. Eat them up! Eat them up! Victory Mondays. You are locked on Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome, 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 welcome in Locked On Texan fans, Texan fans across the world to a Victory Monday edition of the Locked On Texan podcast. Yes, sir. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This episode, this Victory Monday is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster, faster, Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash NFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. If you are new to the Locked On Texan podcast, mm. be sure to subscribe, like, and comment wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. And thank you to all of our returning listeners and viewers. I am your Texans football analyst, John, some sports guy Hickman, and of course, joining me as always, your Texans credential media member, Sports Illustrated's own Cody Davis. Today, we're looking at the unsung heroes of the victory versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. What, what went right for the defense? What went right for the offense? And on the day where Houston saw the fullback, Andrew Beck, <laughs> return to kickoff, C.J. Stroud, Moving to second all time among rookie quarterbacks through their first three career games, passing yards, everything went right for the Houston Texans, who beat the Jags thirty-seven to seventeen. C.J. Stroud was twenty, um, yeah, twenty of thirty on the day for two hundred eighty yards for the Houston Texans. Did not allow a sack. Uh, the Texans did rush for eighty-six yards on the ground. 3.3 yards per carry. Something to note, Devin Singletary closed the game out for the Houston Texans. Uh nine carries, 41 yards, 4.6 yards per carry. Damian Pierce did get a very tough, ugly, nasty touchdown to be oh to open up the game after CJ Stroud hit Tankdale, who went down on the two-yard line. The playmaker, the man himself, and by the way, take some time out of your day to go read Cody Sports Illustrator's rookie diaries as he had an opportunity to talk to Tank Dale. Five catches, 145 yards, and a big 68-yard touchdown on the day. Shaq Griffin, the guy who we've been critical of, he (laughs) returned back to the Jacksonville Jaguars, led the way for the Houston Texans with 10 total tackles, 7 solos, Backing him up was Henry Toto on the day, the rookie, who, who also had 10 tackles on the day. Houston, as a team, got 72 tackles on the day. Will Anderson had four total tackles, but he also had a very important block field goal, which helped Houston mm. to go down and score the ball. If we started off with Cody, well, what went right for the offense? Let's hear it. What went right for Houston on Sunday as they picked up their victory?
1: I understand a lot of people are excited about C.J. Stroud, Tank Dale, even Damian Pearson, Devin Singletary. It finally seemed like they, they got something going in the rushing attack. However, John, I think the biggest thing that went right for the Texans, especially on the offensive side of the ball, was the offensive line. This was the first time that we finally saw the Texans utilize the same lineup for two consecutive weeks, which was Josh Jones, Kendra Green, Jerry Patterson, Shaq Mason, and George Fant, and let me preface my statement by saying this: I'm not about to sit here and say that the offensive line gave the greatest performance of all time because there didn't. There they wasn't. It, it wasn't clean. It definitely wasn't clean because the Texans had what about eight penalties for 75 yards, and out of those eight penalties, at least five was on the offensive line. When you take a look at the illegal blocks, when you take a look at the false starts, however, they finally had an opportunity to develop some chemistry and continuity, and that is very important because, John, listeners and viewers, ever since the injuries to Scott Quisenberry, Titus Howard, um, Kenyon Green, um, Drew Scruggs, and now Laramie Tunsil, the one thing that I kept hearing and the one thing that I kept seeing this offensive line struggle with was just – getting accustomed to one another you take a look at this offensive line the only guy who was the projected starter from day one of training camp is Shaq Mason everybody else's guy that they literally just traded for signed rookies that literally just got thrown into the fire when you take a look at a guy like Jerry Patterson this was the very first time that they used that same lineup and we saw the positive impact that it had The first two games, C.J. Stroud was hit 19 times. In this game against the Jacksonville Jaguars, they was hit four times. I don't know if my math is correct, but, John, I only counted four pressures that the Texans offensive line gave up with zero sacks, and I know that's definitely right. And when you look at the first two games, C.J. Stroud had got sacked 11 times times and due to the production of this offensive line they was able to create holes for the run game they gave CJ Stroud a really good time to go through his read and all of that resulted in one of the most efficient offensive plays we saw out of the Houston Texans ever since the start of this rebuild. And by the way, by scoring 37 points, the offensive line helped the Houston Texans score their second most points since they hung 41 on the Los Angeles Chargers in December of 2021. I just want to make sure I give credit where credit is due. That offensive line had a really good day. And the thing about the offensive line was –
0: it matches up with the play caller, who I'm going to say mm-hmm. was right for the offense, right? So, the very first play of the game, what did Houston do? They got Damian Pierce involved in the passing attack. He picked up seven on the very first play. But you saw uh, Bobby Slog, the greatest West Coast sits, whatever it's called. <laughs> you saw him as an offensive coordinator, right? Go through the first couple of weeks of the season and say, you know what? Didn't work here, okay? It didn't work for a half here. But I also see when I said, you know what, let me put the ball in my best player's hand. And so far, through three weeks, Miami Tussle hasn't played in two games. So through three weeks, who's been the Texans' best player offensively? C.J. Stroud. And so what he did was he took a look at how they ended the game off against the coach. And he realized, what did we say throughout the week? What was the keys to victory? Use the pass to open up the run. And so when mm-hmm. you look at the line being successful, they were not successful in a run game, as you like to see them as. Right. And I'm sure they want to continue to get better in that area. But you saw them be successful past protection, protecting their quarterback, which I think matches up to what the philosophy and the scheme and, and what they wanted to do this week. Use the pass to open up the offense, and that's what happened when you look at how Houston was able to go out there and get those big plays—a 68-yard play to Tank Dell. You saw Nico Collins, who continues to be very good at yards after the catch. He mm-hmm. takes a drag right, a drag route, and he takes for 27 yards, right? And, and that allows Houston to go up 17-0 right before the half. So, kudos to the offensive line because. They wanted to come out swinging in terms of passing the ball. That's what the offense did, 20 or 30 for the day for C.J. Stroud, but the offensive line gave him a lot of time to sit back and to be able to go through his progressions, and he did a very good job on going through his progressions and reads. That's a very underrated part of his game. You see a lot of these rookie quarterbacks, they have one or two progressions, and sometimes they may take off, but C.J. does a very good job dissecting the defense quickly reading where the ball needs to go, and moving forward. I also think he's what went right for Houston. No turnovers again. Right now he leads the NFL in most passing attempts without a turnover. And there was one that could have happened today, but it didn't. But he doesn't put the offense in jeopardy a lot of times when he's out on the field. He doesn't make – consistently bad decisions like if you look at the new york jets for example they are in a bad positions all the time because of their quarterback zach wilson if you go back to last season or the season before that the houston quarterbacks played whether it was jeff driscoll or David mills whoever was out on the field they were constantly put in bad positions because of their decisions from their quarterback not seeing that from cj stroud through the mm-hmm. course of the first three weeks and i also think what went right uh that man! That traded up for, <laughs> That played uh third war, getting mm-hmm. you know, probably probably sure getting them Frenchies after after the games. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tank Dell, yes sir. Uh, <laughs> he is what also went right for the Houston Texans. The the part about this wide receiving core, Cody. What, what, what do we say throughout the preseason? Each given week, it's going to be who? Somebody's going to step up. Last week, it was who? Nico. The week before that, it was Nico and Robert Woods, right? Robert Woods. Yes, sir. And and, Tank Deal got busy last week as well. Mm -hmm. But you're seeing them scheme up the best way possible to get the ball in their playmakers' hands. And so I think that's what went right, Cody. You're absolutely right. The offensive line did a very good job in pass protection, giving their quarterback enough time to go through his reads and deliver the ball. By the way, CJ Stroud had that accurate when he threaded the needle to Nico Collins, and Nico should have brought it in. That's what you're getting out of CJ. But the offensive line played well. Also, Bobby Slork, I thought, did a very good job of scheming up. Plays offensively, and they did a very good job of finding ways to get the ball in their playmakers' hands and not be so hard headed about it, which is what Houston did versus the Coats in the first half. But you, as you saw, to end off that game uh, in quote unquote garbage time, you saw them say, you know what, we're going to ride it out with the best player. And that's what they did. All three phases of th- this offense I thought was much better than what they saw than what we saw from last week and so kudos to everybody on the offensive side of the ball you definitely want to see them continue to run better but what a great game for houston offensively and when we come back we're going to talk about what went right for the defense but what also can go right for you is checking out linkedin jobs these days every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business you want to be 100 percent certain That you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. It's super easy to create a job post on LinkedIn. Then add your job with the purple hashtag hiring frame uh, to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you are hiring simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you like to interview and hire this is why small businesses rate linkedin jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors uh so make sure that you check out linkedin jobs Make it easier to talk to the people you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply.
1: Welcome back in, ladies and gentlemen, to this Victory Monday installment of Locked On Texans. The Houston Texans won their very first game of the 2023 campaign, 37-17, and a win against the Jacksonville Jaguars, John. I'm not sure what that means in terms of the winning streak, but the Texans have some type of winning streak in Jacksonville, and I believe they have won every single game in Jacksonville since 2017, I believe, which was that one random remarkable season that jacksonville had but the texans did pick up their first first victory we talked about the offense. Now we're going to get into the defense, John. And what went right for this defense to me was this secondary overcoming the injuries that they had. Mm. Early on in the week when we got the news that Darius Stingley Jr. and Taviera Thomas was going to miss um, Sunday's game, along with Jalen Petrie, who missed his second consecutive game due to the bruised lung that he sustained in their season opening loss against the Baltimore Ravens. A lot of people, including myself, didn't not know what to expect from the texans defense from the texans secondary however they played really really good i know we are going to do our unsung heroes in the second in the last segment however I want to bump this up a little bit and say that I'm going to hand out an MVP award on the defensive side of the ball, and that is going to go to a guy that I've been rooting for a lot. However, I've been disappointed ever since watching him doing OTAs, and that's Shaq Griffin. He finished the game with 10 tackles, which was the second most he recorded in his career, by far the best game that he has ever played since putting on that Houston Texans jersey, and that was very telling because Shaq started in place of Derek Stingley Jr., who, before he went down with that hamstring injury, he had he was having a very good start to his sophomore campaign. By the way, with 10 tackles, that's the most he recorded since helping the Seattle Seahawks win in a November 2020 game against the Dallas Cowboys, where he recorded a career-best 12 tackles.
0: Yeah, I'm going to tell you who I thought would help contribute to Houston. Uh, defense and what went right for that defense. Uh, my man just tweeted 50 minutes ago walk in your trap, take over your trap. You know what hmm. I'm talking about, Steven Nelson. Hmm. <laughs> for the past two seasons, he has been CB1. And there, you know, I thought there was some uncertainty uh, heading into this game because of Derek Stingley and his and his injury. And don't make, no, make no mistake about it, I thought Shaq Griffin played very good. One mm-hmm. thing that I like about both Shaq Griffin. And Steven Nelson that I have not seen from Derrick Stingley. Uh both of those guys ain't scared to hit. Boy. And 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 we we had a big hit from uh Zach Griffin on on Steven Ridley. Mm-hmm. Steven Nelson got in on some of the action, but neither one of those guys was scared to get dirty and make a tackle. Um, but I thought Steven Nelson played well for Houston. I thought he was very good. I thought he was clearly the, the best corner on the field. Um I know you like Shaq Griffin because Shaq Griffin did go out there and have a very good game. And I think when you look at Shaq Griffin's floor and his ceiling at this point of his career, I can understand it because his floor is lower than his ceiling. Steven Nelson is a little bit closer to one another. So the the margin of he had a bad game or off game or good game or whatever cases is different for Shaq Griffin because of what we've seen. Griffin did have a very good game. But Jimmy Ward's presence back on mm. his defense, I, I feel like Jimmy Ward, for this defense, I feel like you had D'Amico on the field with you. And, 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 and listen, hmm. Jalen Petrie was on the field week one. That defense played better, right? Mm-hmm. Week two, where was Jalen Petrie?
1: On the sideline along, along with Jimmy Ward.
0: The <laughs> so they both was out. So you look at a situation where this both safeties – the the top two players on this defense, uh, they were out week two, and you you saw the ramifications of it. Now you at least got one back, and you it seemed like you got that part of D'Amico back on the field. That mm-hmm. part of that swarm defense, the communication, all of that back on the field. So I thought Jimmy Ward's return was great, but also between Matt Burke and D'Amico Ryan's, what else I thought went right was how they were. Uh, putting out those coverages for, for Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence never got a chance to get comfortable. Uh, mm-hmm. He never had an opportunity. And, again, the D-line, it didn't have a, any sacks. But they were able to create pressure, and you saw it early on. Uh, but I think the coverage for Houston, how they were dropping guys back and maybe making things difficult for Trevor Lawrence to read and go through his progressions was also something – that I believe went right, and then again, when he able when he was putting the ball in the air, um uh, guys just was around the ball to make the play. so um Calvin really did drop that touchdown early on. That's something that he would normally reel in. I think that was Cashman out on on that breakup or maybe it was h t, but I liked how. You saw Jimmy Ward back on the field, guys. I like that you got that part of that swarm defense and that mentality along with that presence from D'Amico off the sideline on the field. You saw it made a world of a difference. Now I can't wait to see Jimmy and Jaden Petrie play football together because I think that's just going to elevate this team.
1: And one last thing in terms of what went right for the defense, John, I started off this segment talking about how the secondary overcame injuries, but the linebacking corps did the same exact thing. Um, They 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 were out without their best linebacker, which is Denzel Perriman. And you had a guy like Blake Cashman step in and help build the, fill the void tremendously. That yeah. was Blake Cashman who came away with the pass deflection on that. What would have been a touchdown pass between Trevor Lawrence and Calvin Ridley. However, Blake Cashman finished the game with six tackles, three solo hits, two pass deflections. And by the way, in a, in a, in a his interception. interception, which I believe set up one of those scoring drives for the Texans. Shout out to Blake Cashman. Better play for the linebacker, John. I'm so happy that you talked about the return of Jimmy Ward because going back to Friday, I think it was Friday's press conference, we had an opportunity to talk to coach Miko Ryan's and one of the questions that he was asked was you know what does Jimmy Ward bring to this defense and he said somebody that's going to be a communicator and that's exactly what we saw this defense played phenomenal but I just wanted to make sure we did not close out this segment without talking about the improved play from the linebackers especially Blake Cashman yeah and every turnover for Houston led to some points so you look at the block
0: point punt, excuse me, that led to a touchdown. The fumble by the Jags, that led to a field goal. Uh, the interception by the Jags, that led to a field goal. The turnovers on down for the Jags, that led to a field goal. So that is 16 points right there that led mm. that 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 resulted in Houston uh, you know, getting out ahead of the Jags due to the turnovers. Uh, f- from their defense or however they was able to make those plays. So, again, you know, all of that mattered. And it, this is just one of those moments where you see D'Amico out on the field. The energy was totally different. The mm-hmm. energy from the kickoff, it was different. And it was able to go out there and capitalize. I think that was the story of the game. We look at the offensive line, giving uh, um, uh, C.J. Stroud Tom I think another part of the story of the game. Is Houston capitalizing on turnovers. They did that very well. Hey, listen, guys. Are you missing some serve for your pancakes or you just ran out of your favorite coffee creamer? With DoorDash Grocery Delivery, you can get what you want right when you need it, right at your door. Super simple, super easy. Listen, you've trusted DoorDash to deliver your restaurant favorites. Now you can get your groceries delivery right to your door. With thousands of groceries, uh, grocery stores to choose from, you'll find the best in your neighborhood and boost your local economy with each and every order. You'll get exactly what you order or we'll make it right. So sit back and enjoy your quality groceries just like you picked them for yourself, like you was out there at the store yourself. You want even more value, you can save on all of your grocery and restaurant favorites with a $0 delivery fee on all eligible orders with a DoorDash Pass memberships called Dash Pass membership. So get 50% off your first DoorDash order up to $20, uh, up to a $20 value when you use promo code LOCKEDONNFL at checkout. Limited time offer terms apply. That is 50% off. Up to $20, no minimum subtotal, and zero delivery fees on your first order when you use DoorDash. Just download the DoorDash app in the App Store, and it's a promo code locked on NFL. Welcome back, locked on Texans, listeners, and viewers from across the world. As Cody and I continue to celebrate the 37 to 17 victory by the Houston Texans over division rival Jacksonville Jaguars. Before I go any further, I want to check something because we may be on to something here in Houston. So right now the Colts, they're leading the division. Mm -hmm. It's not the Jags. Houston beat (laughs) the Jags. This division is, I think, is up for grabs, right? I really do believe so. And the Colts actually beat the Ravens, a team that the Houston Texans lost to. But uh Cody, when we look at the unsung heroes, can I say who mine is? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. You know, last week they tried to run him on a you know fullback dive and they didn't work. <laughs> <each other>. So maybe <laughs> Yeah, man. So maybe next time you put Andrew Beck on kickoff and just let him do what he
1: do, right? Mm-hmm. I mean the way? That coming. By the way, that was the slowest kick return I've ever seen in my life. If you go back and you watch their play, man,
0: I think that uh, when they go through film week, mm-hmm. the Jags are going to look at their play and they're going to say, Trey Herndon, what were you doing here? <sighs> because, boy, did he take a bad angle. Andrew Beck, of all people, was able to beat that angle, got out to the edge, made a couple of guys miss and returned the first kickoff return for Houston since 2021, I believe. And so uh, he's, he's my unsung hero. That's a big play uh, to get a kickoff return. You also give your offense a break, who had been on the field for a good moment to that point, And that energy just continues to ooze out, and it goes to all three levels of the, of the game, special teams, the defense, and the offense. Uh, one of the bigger, better, better and bigger plays of the game. Of course, we're going to talk about CJ and Tank, but that was a hell of a play. Andrew Beck, my week in the gym <laughs> is dedicated to you my brother.
1: Mm, I actually have three unsung heroes. Um the first one on the offensive side now of the this ball. Child. <laughs> uh, first on the offensive side of the ball, uh, I'm going to go with Nico Collins. You know, I understand when you take a look at the um box score he only had 34 catches. I mean 34 yards on two catches. However, I think the hot start that he has had to start this season off. When you go back and you take a look at that game, especially in the first half, he drew a lot of attention, which is part of the reason why you had a guy like Tank Dell who was able to go out there and catch five balls for 145 yards. That's part of the reason why you had somebody like Brevin Jordan who was able to find the end zone, end zone in. You know, he just drew so much attention and that also opened up this offense. So, that's one part of my you know unsung heroes. The second part on the defensive side of the ball, once again, overcoming <clears throat> injuries. Shout out to Grilling Honor, second career start, first time with the Houston Texans. And he went out there and helped this secondary play really good, finished the day with five tackles with three solo hits. My last unsung. Oh, go, go ahead, John. We, go ahead. Well, let's
0: can we see let's see if we got it. Let's I'm gonna <laughs> Let's see if we're on the same page for this last Unsung Hero. I got Brevin Jordan, man. I got to show him some love. Mm -hmm. The the drive that he scored on, he was featured on that drive more than Dalton Saltz. And I think a conversation we should have this week is how much of the skill set of Brevin Jordan matches the offense and the tempo. Mm-hmm. Um, Don Schultz also dropped the touchdown, I believe he could have caught in, in the back of the end zone, but uh, Brevin Jordan did look good for Houston. Didn't have a lot of catches, didn't have a lot of yards, but I thought that catch, we had to make an adjustment on that catch, by the way, to score. Mm-hmm. That pass was behind him. Uh, very athletic play. He's a guy that neither one of us had making the original 53-man roster, mm-hmm. and he went out there, made made a play for Houston, right? And the score is a score, right? And so shout-out to Brevin Jordan for shutting me up. Shout-out to Brevin Jordan for going out there and being a factor for this team through the course of the first um, two weeks, three weeks of the season. He Mm -hmm. has a score. Dalton Schultz doesn't. And I wonder if that plays an impact and how they move forward. I don't know, but he's one of my unsung heroes of the day. Thank you guys for checking out this Victory Monday episode of the Locked On Texan podcast. Make sure you continue to subscribe, like, and comment to the Locked on Texans podcast. Wherever you get your podcast, give me a follow on X, formerly known as Twitter. I don't know hmm. how long I'm going to be on there because I ain't paying the five. At John underscore Hickman 12. Again, that is John underscore Hickman 12.
1: And as always, I'm your host, Cody M. Davis. Please remember to follow me on thread at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody C O T Y D A V I S underscore 24. John, just give it up and just join thread. You got to join (laughs) something. But until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace.